Following President Trump's last-minute decision to abandon Afghanistan's peace talks between the United States and the Taliban, the country's political future is more uncertain than ever before. The United States-backed government in Kabul controls less than half of the country's districts, and the rest are controlled and actively attacked by the Taliban fighters and warlords. I'm Ruz Alibadi. Join me as in this episode we'll be looking at America's longest war, Afghanistan. So let's begin. As a U.S.-led mission in Afghanistan nears its 19th year, yes, almost two decades, we have now reached a point where a baby born on this day, September 11th, in 2001, or before the attacks of 9-11, is old enough to serve in the military and be deployed to Afghanistan. Over the past weekend, President Trump abandoned months-long negotiations with the Taliban and that were meant to end this longest war in America's history. While President Trump's decision provoked, again, this blast of partisanship fight in Washington, which is nothing new, of course, Afghanistan's political, social, and economic fabrics continue to decline. Well, consider that Afghanistan recently exceeded, yes, exceeded Syria as the single most violent country in the world. This is not good news for Afghanistan, and certainly not good news for the broader region and the world. So with peace talks in limbo, or I should say abandoned, and the country's future unknown, let's look at what's happening in Afghanistan today. So let's start with the political confusion. Afghanistan's political scene and stage is full of frictions, and also unstable and divided. Just five years ago, after an inconclusive presidential elections, the U.S.-backed power sharing deal between President Ashraf Ghani and his rival Dr. Abdullah Abdullah, who holds the post of chief executives, yes, the country has a CEO, that's right, crippled by tribal divisions and widespread corruptions. Afghanistan's unity government, this duo of Mr. Abdullah and Mr. Ghani, in a way, has failed to govern effectively. It controls less than half of the country's regions. Now, the Taliban, of course, meanwhile, have staged a resurgence in recent years. They now control more land than at any point since uh, the United States invasion in 2001. Their control of this lucrative opium trade brings them billions of dollars every year. Their gunmen and suicide bombers have killed hundreds of ordinary Afghans in recent years. They have refused, in a way, to negotiate directly with the Kabul government. Mr. Ghani and Abdullah, which they consider a puppet of Washington. So Taliban, they said, they will only speak to the United States and only about one thing, conditions for the withdrawal of U.S. troops. A deal on the record seems, in a way, imminent until this weekend. How about its economy? Well, there is no doubt that Afghanistan's economy remains in shambles. Violence and corruption have undermined the hope for Afghan's economy and its economic development and growth. For years, warlords and criminal networks have wasted foreign aid intended to stimulate businesses and jobs. For the first time, unemployment for youth has topped 40%, the most depressing mark on the records. As more people struggle to get, in a way, get by day to day, 90% of Afghans recorded experiencing financial hardship. This is the highest in the world last year, a destructive 
or destructive and destructive cycle of poverty and violence has become a key part of Afghan experience. Well, Afghanistan is also is known to be the worst place for women. The US-led ouster of the Taliban in 2001 in a way opened up new freedoms for women uh, who under Taliban control were prevented from going to schools or even working and were routinely stoned for violations, as they call it, like attempting to flee forced marriage. More women have enrolled in universities and some men have even been prosecuted for domestic violence. But don't forget that still 87% of Afghan women are illiterate and three quarters of the female populations are victim of forced marriage. So what's next? Well, long delayed presidential elections in the country are scheduled for later this month. The Taliban opposes the ballot, and they are likely to carry out series of attacks and suicide bombing, probably on elections, as they are done and they have done that many times in the past. For the US, well, Washington, meanwhile, has recalled its chief negotiator with the group. Afghans, exhausted after years of war, are most likely, unfortunately, bracing for a fresh wave of violence in the country.